previously on the Fantastic Worlds podcast. I can remember everything from the night I left home. And now we know your real hair color. Ha ha. Yeah, Minette's been living in a wagon. She lived in a hovel, then a wagon. <laughs> Braxis is afraid he's going to say the wrong thing because he's really hungry. So he just nods. Mm-hmm. Placing everything carefully. And a couple of times, like something, you know, like he puts the apple seed in the wrong direction. He's like, fuck. The, the morning's starting a little tough. I, I think you guys are definitely feeling the pain. I totally resisted the impulse and just scream, it's Saruman! And what's even worse, though, is both of them rip right across your guys' eyes, and you are both blind. And yeah, he can't see the rainbow. Maybe he could smell the rainbow. I know, it just it just makes me feel so bad. I just, I shoot you, and then I see it happen, and I'm like, oh my god. Oh, don't say technically. Oh, he looks pale, and I think he has, like resting freaking angry face the shadows of creatures Worlds Travelers, I am so happy to be talking to you today at the start of episode 33. I can't believe we're already this far into the podcast, and at the same time, I can't believe we're not further into the adventure, but such is the nature of tabletop RPGs. This week, I have a few things to talk about with you all, so I'll start off by saying that there are but two weeks left for our Worlds Traveler giveaway. There are details on our website, fantasticworldspod.com, and on Twitter, at fantasticpods, so check that out. You can do one or all of the following. Follow us on Twitter, review the pod, share our pod or surprise us. We do whatever crazy thing you can think of. Each thing you do will garner you an entry. So, and and we have some really cool prizes. Three people will win at least two sets of polymer dice, one set of metal dice, a dice tray and bag, and a Pathfinder book. So, and I think there's more, but you can check that out, like I said, at our website. But don't miss your chance to get in on that because it's a really awesome giveaway. Also, even if you're not interested in the contest, we really love to hear from you guys on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, where you can review us and, and give us that sweet feedback. Not only does it make us like all teary-eyed and sentimental, but we also get tips that make us better at what we're doing, and we always want to keep upping our game and tailor ourselves to what you guys like. So anyways, this week, uh, I want to call out Rotatoes, who gave us this awesome review Great show, smiley face. (laughs) The cast is diverse and fun. Music is on point with great audio, another smiley face. (laughs) And they wrote, love Abby Hart. And uh, I think we have lots of Abby fans, which does not surprise me because she is really is incredible. But thank you so much, Rotatoes, for the love and for taking the time to review us. We uh, like appreciate it more than I can even express, seriously. So now that I'm done with that, let's uh, talk about Twitch for this week, baby. This week, my GMA is in town and it's my little sister's birthday, so I'm not going to be doing as many of the streams as I normally do, but I'm still hitting you up two times. By the time you hear this, I will have already done my Tuesday Red Dead Redemption 2 stream, and Dustin will have already done his Monday Resident Evil 2 stream, but he will be continuing with Resident Evil 2 on Wednesday if he hasn't already finished it. But uh, look forward to that. And I will be streaming Red Dead Redemption 2 and like ramming my horse into stuff uh, once again on Thursday, which is usually what happens. And then hopefully next week will be less hectic and I can get back to the three days a week thing. Uh, Anyways, finally, Kay will be capping off the week on Friday and Saturday with Hustle Cat. And from what I understand, it's a dating sim in a cat cafe, which sounds so incredible. So I'm very excited for that. And next week, we'll be starting off uh, with a Monday stream from Dustin again who will be playing Civilization VI, and I will be covering Tuesday once again with Red Dead 2. So we'll have the rest of the week's schedule for you at the start of episode 34. But uh, I'm sure you're tired of listening to me jabber on, so I won't keep you in the intro any longer. So uh, here's episode 33, Starve Another Day. I think I put too much schnapps and other stuff in my drink. Uh. 
Oh, no. Yeah, no. Like, wait, I haven't drank in a while. Yeah. There's such a good, like, balance of schnapps when you get the right balance. Otherwise, it's like... I, <laughs> I didn't finish my coffee, so I, I probably should have raised up the level and just done it equivalent to how much coffee was in there instead of trying to fill the glass. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, boy. Uh, I so, schnapps, Kahlua, <laughs> butter, butter something, uh, Bailey's. Butter something? Butter schnapps, butter, butter schnapps. All right, guys, so in this battle we're about to go into, everyone make sure that Angel doesn't kill us because he's drunk. No, <laughs> it's just like a, a little bit past buzz. I'm a lightweight. Die I was like, dang, what's the me? last time I drank ages ago? Sunday night, I got a phone call from the jail, Weird. and it was so strange. I still have no idea who's in jail. I'm pretty sure it's a scam at this point because I then, after not being – because, okay, backing up. So I was at a party. It was very, very loud. Cannon's work puts on this like crazy ass party twice a year. And it's like face paint, black lights, this one. And so I was like, it's basically like a rave. And all of a sudden my phone starts ringing. I look at the color ID and it says prison slash jail. And I was like, what the fuck? So I <laughs> run outside and I'm like, who is this? And I pick it up and I like can't really hear, but I like am <laughs> able to connect. And all I can hear is Kaylee, Kaylee, are you there? And I'm just like, fuck so then it disconnects and i have to call everyone i text jess i'm like hey are you in jail and she's like what no (laughs) um and then i texted like all of my core people that would be near shasta county because it was shasta county jail i've gotten those the irs you owe money and you're going to be arrested Mm -hmm. scam calls yeah oh god the one we're like we need a subpoena you so come and get us it's like um don't you have to come and find me? Asshole? Isn't this like your yeah. one job? It's like, we live in the area me? of the internet, so you just Google their number. This number oh has been reported God. as involvement in a scam. The first time I got that, it, like, I don't know what. Usually I'm really good at catching that stuff, but for some reason, maybe I was really tired. I was like, I went into panic mode. I'm like, did I not pay my taxes? I got a tax refund. Why didn't I? Have-? And I'm just like going through all this stuff. And then finally my brain's like, wait a minute. <laughs> scam. No, wait. Scam. <laughs> hmm. Yup. When I worked at Chico Chai, I, we used to get calls to the business line all the time about our PG&E bill. And they'd always like... Oh, we used to get those at Brookdale. Mm-hmm. And they never wanted to, like, give us the specifics of what was wrong. But I always had, like, a... It was always a real person on the phone. They'd be like, who normally pays the bill? The owner of this business. <laughs> <laughs> would you like can to you t- tell me who <laughs> can you t- who would she be like you don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> wouldn't it say i worked at an <laughs> office once where like the front desk receptionist was new and every once in a while you get these calls about toner for your copy machine and at least that's s- business appropriate go on well god except- we went through so much toner Except the problem with that is these scams, if you say the wrong thing, end up sucking you into a service that you, the way they word things and the way they accept it basically makes it a contractual agreement. And they got a bill for like $8,000 in total. Oh my God. What a ding dong. Yeah. That. Oh, yeah. The, apparently these scams work all the time. Like, ugh. they do. Um, we used to have to, this is separate job story. Uh, when I worked for the news station, we kept ha- having to like put out reports reminding old people to not give their social security numbers to people over the phone claiming to be from the IRS. Oh, my God. Friendly reminder, uh, the IRS will never, ever ask you for your social security number over the phone. Give it to no one. <laughs> Yes, yep. people were getting, they were getting scam emails where I used to work and they were like, oh, we need your account number to do this and this and that. And I was like, how did you fall for that? I have a question actually for Angel and Jess. What would you say? It's fine, Abby, and I don't need to be a part of this. It's, we'll just sit over here in our <laughs> corner. Something specific, I'm sure. What are those items you use to commune with your perspective, deities or nature or whatever? And what does that, like, how do you wear it on you? I was just kind of curious about that. Like the holy symbol or the divine focus, like for spells? Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, uh, Druid doesn't doesn't necessarily have a holy symbol, but they have some kind of focus. In the book they have, um, as part of the equipment, they have mistletoe and holly (laughs) as... And it says that they use for their material component. I picture mine as kind of like a dried set. You know how they dry lavender to hang behind 
the doors. I'm picturing, you know, the mistletoe holly, but all sorts of other different kind of herbs that are kind of like, they, they smell good, basically. Again, he's that. a scent person. And he they're wrapped up and have little little fetish things on it, like a chipped tooth, maybe it was his first tooth, uh, some wolf hair from his siblings kind of just bound up. And I picture he has that with him and he just always keeps it in one of his belt pouches. When I remember you talking about doing that, you, you know, your preparation ritual in the morning and you lay out all that stuff. I imagine a lot of that stuff would be in there too, like the crow feather and mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. That's cool. Mine's not as interesting. Um, Manette has a physical holy symbol, but I mean, she doesn't really have to use it to channel at all, channel her powers. She more has it as a symbol of her faith, you know, for herself as a personal thing. Mm-hmm. And even though she doesn't really believe, you know, like a lot of people back home told her, you must be a scion of Kepri because you were born with this tattoo of a scarab. She doesn't feel that way. She's kind of like shirking that um. that su- supposed fate, you know, Um she sort of made the decision that that's not as significant as it is. But I think sometimes even she kind of accepts that there is something to it. And maybe that has something to do with her powers because, you know, especially considering how, when they went to find the tomb, you know, the Lenorm Kings uh, area, like it was heating up when she would get closer. So it obviously has some connection to Kepri. She still doesn't believe she's as important as to be considered like his scion or something, but you know, She's starting to accept that that's kind of her own holy symbol. Her regular holy symbol is really just like a carving of a scarab with like a, a, a lo- an elongated piece under it so that it's like holdable in case you want to use it as a cleric would, which is they like hold theirs up when they cast things. So do you guys kind of wear those like on the outside? Do you where, where do you where does that kind of you display that? No, uh, she keeps hers in, in her pack. It's important to her. Yeah, same thing. It's yeah, it's at one of his, you know, side pouches where he can get to it pretty quickly, but it's not mm-hmm. like he's adorned adorned with it or anything. Yeah. And actually realizing this, you know, Abby, a few episodes you kind of revealed she's kind of a much more religious person than I think even that any of us really knew what about her. Well, she is she's in kind of a weird spot. She was kind of like a acolyte uh, of Callistria for a while until she ended up leaving kind of the priesthood track because she was uncomfortable with some of the um, some of the practices that actually like serving Callistria in this way kind of entailed. So like so she, she's it's more like she's religious when she finds it convenient <laughs> and <laughs> And she's got the kind of goddess that's okay with that, because Callistria is also your goddess when she finds it convenient, <laughs> um, or if she thinks what you're doing is interesting. And otherwise, she's not especially interested in you. So she doesn't really have a whole lot of holy symbols on her. That's why she had to scratch it into some ice. She's got a couple things that she knows that Callistria like. Other than that, she doesn't really have any any artifacts or symbols of the faith. That's really interesting to Manette because that's something they do in temples of Kepri in Osirian is like, you know, if you need to have a vision related to Kepri or like, you know, you want to have your dreams interpreted, you go to the priests, you put his holy symbol on the ground, you sleep on it, and then they interpret Mm -hmm. your dreams. Oh. So. That's cool. I pulled that from real life things that they supposedly did in Egypt. It may not be true of the game, but I'm deciding it is because there's not that much about Kepri. (laughs) I thought the exact same thing about because they're like, I didn't find anything very specific on how Callistria is worshipped when I was looking up stuff to write my scene with so i kind of invented everything that pippa did because calistria's religion is very loose it's like a typical (laughs) calistrian ritual is like people drink wine and have an orgy Um, so i was trying to think of like what you would do if that wasn't necessarily an option (laughs) i mean it's an option (laughs) or if you were trying to invoke her vengeance aspect and not her lust aspect i feel like abraxas would leave (laughs) i mean everyone else would be like whatever (laughs) adessa and manette would be like this isn't the weirdest thing i've ever done yeah i've been here before here we go again first Uh put down it'll be comfortable tons of furs (laughs) <laughs> Get a man for Abraxas to come in. He, they could just be off to the side, sort of a swingers party. Kind of like, we're just having a little orgy over here. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> right. It's a religious ritual. <laughs> it's very in- near and dear to our hearts. Oh, man. What about Odessa? I would say Caden has, of all of you guys, maybe except Manette, Odessa has had the most... <laughs> 
personal experience. God. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think even with everything that's happened, she's probably still very attached to him. I think that he really got her through hard times. That wasn't the God that her dad necessarily worshipped, but it was kind of who she turned to when she realized how alone she was. And so I think it... she would be very hard pressed to switch to a different god. And even with him fucking with her, she still has faith. Cause I mean, let's be real, he took away her only coping mechanism. If she was gonna jump ship, it would be now. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with the net being like, hey, 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 wanna come be with Have Capri? You heard of Capri? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, I believe her exact words were, Have you heard the good word? Oh, yeah. that was my favorite scene. <laughs> I know, Angel had to remind me oh, that that God, happened. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. It's always you. You're always like, hey, remember this thing you said? I'm like, fuck, I don't remember at all. I, I put it on when I'm driving to work. And sometimes, <laughs> again, you're in the moment. We talk about, so many stuff gets cut because we talk about so many things. You kind of forget mm-hmm. what's in what episode. Seriously. But when it sneaks up on you, I've been in the car just cracking up. Yep. It was like Same. that spin moment. Oh, my God. And I just... Just cut. Dustin was like, does a, and then he goes, so it hits you. <laughs> I was like, See, that's perfect. The self-preservation kicked in hard. <laughs> well, well, we had got to that point where we're like, anything that's over uh, 19 is going yeah. to hit. So I've, I've gotten better at making sure that anything over 19, unless it's a critical hit in which I, I think can for burst. me, it's twin to it. No, it's 19. No. God, why do I keep getting confused? All right, I don't anyways, know. Yeah. I have a big surprise for you guys. I hope you oh, all no, enjoy it. I usually it. don't like that. that. <laughs> keep it. Ooh. Ooh, what's this? <laughs> oh, the Kodar Mountains. Ooh. This is a Reign of Winter themed Irisen map. I like it. <gasps> That's so cool. Oh, there's Waldsby. Winter Wolves. Oh, and there's Red Tooth. So, yeah, there's a nifty map. Yeah, that's pretty winter wolf right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just kept Perfect. clicking until you acknowledged I know, I saw it. That's a, yeah, right by Red Tooth. I just read about Red Tooth today. Is that a motherfucking dragon over in that corner? <gasps> so gorgeous. Oh, I'm so happy. Do we get to go play with them later? No. <laughs> you wouldn't want to play with those dragons. I want to play with them. That'd be nice. Them. We have yeah, high diplomacy. No Abby and I are going to become friends with the dragon. <laughs> yeah, that's how Pippa kills herself. <laughs> What'd you say, Jess? Abby and I are going to become friends with the dragons. We have a plus 10 and a plus 9 for our diplomacy. Hell yeah. So. And you know what? I will do its bidding. If it's one of the evil colors, I will do whatever it wants. <laughs> <laughs> I will change my alignment on the spot oh to be best friends with the dragon. <laughs> okay, I'm concerned now. <laughs> I have some concerns. I mean, you're going to end up on my spear like a kebab. <laughs> spear kebabs. <laughs> Um, how will you be able to stick me from the back of my draconic best friend? <laughs> Abby's dragon lust goes over onto Pippa's. It transcends any character I create. Automatically assume any character I make also loves dragons a lot. Hey, oh Angel made shaved ice out of the most recent dragon we uh, faced. Oh, so yeah. That's true. The dragon's, dragon's blood, the shaved ice. And you that couldn't eat it. That was a construct. So. Dragon's blood shaped <laughs> The same. It was very cool, though. That's my least favorite flavor. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> the solstice marks the start of the summer. And in most adventures, it would be an adventitious day. So much light means more ground to cover and more that could be done. Today would be a day to celebrate. Abraxas, um, what would you say the solstice means to druids? It's basically... A time to, not that they're not ever not focused on nature, but it's almost kind of a, I I would like to say without looking at any resource books to see what the Pathfinder or module says or a Wikipedia says, but a kind of like a renewal, a chance to really focus on the natural world that it has its own rhythms, it has its own cycles. It's, It's a moment of reflection and awareness of the natural world. And the balance between different things, light, dark, summer, winter, life, death. So for Abraxas, that's what it means. And as a druid of the green faith, so it's not like he follows a specific, you know, nature deity. You know, he venerates them, but his connection is to the natural world itself. 
So, you know, the destructive parts of it, the healing and nurturing aspects of it. But that's what the solstice means to him. And I, 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 I pictured him because I think he's still under the effects of the damn spiteful cookie still. But this is the one uh, where I think he, he just has a moment where he doesn't focus on his stomach. You know, it happens once a year uh, <laughs> where he uses this to center himself. I know lately he's been having a hard time doing his morning rituals to commune and grab his spells for the day and has been taking him several attempts and it takes and it takes him way longer. And I, I think the party notices uh, because he, he and Manette both need some time to prep in the morning. And I picture them as early risers. They should have noticed by now since, you know, leaving the Pale Tower where it takes him a while to get really centered. But I think on the solstice, he has the easiest time and probably finishes his ritual on time and has at least a few moments of peace or when he's going to get grumpy or, you know, the pain and discomfort of being hungry. He has something he can focus in on and really enjoy the world around him. And he's, again, far north. This is his closest home he's been in a while. I love looking at the map and I always like look the Kodar Mountains is the first thing I look at when you put up any sort of map because Abraxas is actually a druid of the Kodar Mountains. So that's kind of oh. his domain is uh, mountain and snow. That's the area where he's responsible to care for and keep an eye out to ensure balance, ensure the natural order is going correctly. You know, winter is normal here. That's why, although he's not a fan of supporting Baba Yaga, there's an imbalance here. I don't think I've ever said it, but yeah, so in my mind, I'm like, oh, a Braxis Hill Runner, Druid of the Kodar Mountains. So anytime I see it on the map, I always get a, a kick out of that. But going off tangent, but yes, the solstice, he, there's no walking through the forest naked, rituals, dancing with fawns, stuff like that. Although I'm sure there's some Druids that <laughs> that do that, but I don't think for his order. It's just another reminder, you know, nature's precious and something to be cared for and tendered. And also we're a servant of nature. So he's taking this mission as part of, even though it kind of goes against his upbringing, you know, in support of the witches, he's a druid. And although his focus and his loyalty is going to be to the pack because he's taken, you know, sacred oaths just like Manette, those have to come above. And he spent a long time making peace with that. The natural world has to come first above his loyalty and duty to the pack, basically. Angel, I love you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> damn. Jesus. Today would be a glorious day, if not for the hunger. Luckily, uh, Abraxas has found something to focus on. You have not touched food in several days. A uh, few of you are fatigued now. I, I think moving along has been kind of a sluggish pace today. The little empty light gives you about 20 miles in a car. I think you guys have been having that empty light on for probably the equivalent of like 40 miles. Oh, God. I feel so frustrated just imagining it. <laughs> <laughs> you are still able to keep a decent pace, but it is literally taking all of your energy. You guys are pale a little bit, even. The only drive you have is to make it till tomorrow. Tomorrow, according to the, your calculations of Braxis, is when you will be able to satisfy that hunger. Probably your entire drive right now. I think I told a joke a couple days ago how Abraxas was starting to see you all as like turkey legs. I think all of you guys are seeing that. You guys are seeing Mar- Mirages of fruit and food and seeing each other occasionally as as ham steaks or a giant carrot or whatever. Oh, Manette is constantly praying. She's just always in prayer. Like never a moment <laughs> she's just not going, guide me. I need this. <laughs> just muttering to herself like a fucking psychopath. I think the only thing worse than being hungry is sitting around a campfire thinking about being hungry. And and I think Nadia knows this, so she pushes you all to go a little longer. So mm. by the time you guys set up camp, you know, you get this chance to go to sleep, like right after kind of thing. At one point towards the end of the day, Nadia scouts ahead to find a good spot to camp. And you guys all gather there while you set up camp. And Nadia sends Orm to gather some firewood while she goes out with the sled to find some fresh meat to celebrate with a feast tomorrow. And with great joy, she brings back a large wild boar and begins to cut it up for tomorrow's feast. I think Angel, oh probably Abraxas and Minette are just crying. Oh as my god, stare oh. Please, <laughs> <laughs> I say we rest and tomorrow we celebrate, no? 
Oh, Huff Puff, yes, please. I need to go to sleep and forget everything. You guys are all sitting there, sitting around the fire, looking miserable. The last episode I had mentioned there's these creatures that are just far enough out. They are incredibly silent. There is no way you would pick them up. But to the audience and to you as players, they're going... But they are incredibly stealthy and silent. You, There is no role you can pass that will pick them up. So... I'm not even going to have you roll. Oh, so it's like off camera. Yeah, this is an off camera scene that the audience gets to hold a They're secret like, they oh, get to hold the and you guys don't. Pans through the woods and They're like <laughs> between the trees in trouble. and you, you hear the yeah. noise. <laughs> Molly, you in danger, girl. <laughs> danger, girl. <laughs> oh, a ghost, sorry. Thank you, Jess. Uh, ghost. Oda May. I'm sorry. Like, I just, just going off of how I feel when I'm, like, even mildly hungry, I'm nowhere near their level of current, like, starvation level hungry. I don't want to talk to any. No, I think none of us do. I want to pass the fuck out yeah. before I murder Manette is on the <laughs> campground floor, literally just, fr- as she's done this every night, she is frantically scratching the symbol of Kepri into the ground. Because she's hoping that one of her dreams will tell her how to fix this before. even And, and now she's just like, it, it's just she's so used to doing it at this point that she's just doing it again. Even though she knows tomorrow they'll be free of the curse. <laughs> I, and just so you go, the p- two people that failed their saves are Abraxas, which made total sense, and Pippa. So I'd even say Pippa is probably worse off than Manette. Pippa's oh, yeah. Like- this close to just go to just yelling at Manette for her constant scratching noises. Like yeah. <laughs> so it's it. it's like half that and then also half like a little kid on Christmas where you know that tomorrow will bring something wonderful and so you want to go to bed like early so you can be asleep during the waiting portion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean after Manette is done she's just rocking back and forth and being like uh, we're gonna be done soon. I won't be hungry anymore. <laughs> she's never, I mean, she's been like hungry before because her family was poor as fuck, but she's never been this hungry. And oh, she's, yeah. She has a strong mind because all paladins do, and, but it's starting to get to her. <laughs> I feel like Odessa is caught between being really hungry and going through withdrawal from not drinking alcohol. And I oh just God, don't even know horrible. if she knows which one she's more upset about. <laughs> Maybe she. She's, I feel like Odessa would be in like a fucking daze, like yeah, in a fugue I, state. Yeah, just that like, is a hundred percent what it is. She's just like going through life, like what's going, what's going on. I, an interesting thing with you, uh, uh, Odessa, is you. You have been given alcohol sparingly over the last few days, but what's happening is your withdrawal actually seems to be lessening. Like it's, it's, you know, it's been a solid seven to eight days, I think, since you have had like an actual like bender night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you, 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 you might he hitting an end of the tunnel, so to speak with that, that, yeah, initial, but she that initial can't with- decide if the weird bullshit she's feeling is hunger or withdrawal because she is fucked up. Um, I mean, could you tell the difference? <laughs> So as you guys wrap up the evening, uh, uh, I think Nadia will take first watch to let you guys get as much sleep as possible. Who wants to take the second and third watch? Um, I think Minette would take third watch because she likes to rise with the sun. So all right, Adessa will take second. Oh, good. Then Pippa went right the fuck. Up. <laughs> yeah, Adessa oh, was like, good? "It's yeah. fine. I'm just." And that makes sense because you two are the two fatigued ones, so oh, it makes yeah, sense I'm that out. you would so want to sleep. Tired of I would have, I would have volunteered, but I'm like, oh, oh. no, Manette can't really be hurt the way you guys can be, so especially not psychologically. Oh. I can, I can pull my weight. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can pull your weight. Oh my god, you just nod off. You nod off mid sentence. You're thirty pounds. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Like, like all 28, like, honestly, like, you know, 20, probably overall pounds of Pippa at this point. (laughs) It's just like, I can, I can, I can help, I can pull my own weight. I think Abraxas is so tired, he just falls asleep in man form, which 
You wow. Know. He hasn't done wow. it in a long He's time. I think he was just laying down and he just nodded off. Just exhausted. <laughs> I think miserable. Odessa would still spoon you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> She'd be Big like, spoon, little spoon. It's fine. <laughs> so the night trip uh, goes on. Um, Odessa, you get woken up probably about two in the morning-ish for your turn. And uh, Nadia goes to sleep. Uh, what does Odessa do to keep herself occupied in that at night when there's nobody else around? Um, she's stuck to her thoughts. I've talked to about it kind of briefly, but Odessa's a pretty dedicated journaler. So she like writes all of this shit down. So anything and everything she's thinking and feeling, she writes down. So, by the way, I actually do this. So if she ever dies, remind me to send you the freaking Word document that I have. Nice. It's long. That's tight as hell. Um, so, yeah. So, Odessa just kind of sits there and journals. She does a lot of doodling, which I also do in my notes for session. So, yeah, she's, she'd probably just sit there with Jim and write in her book. She's got some letters that she's been working on drafting. That she's ripped up 800 times, but she's on, like, draft 900 at this point. So, yeah. I would I would say that's probably all she's doing right now is just writing in her journal. And I would say, other than the fact that it's cold, which you don't feel mm-hmm. with, your, with your nifty outfit, uh, it's a beautiful night. The sky is... You know those nights when it is really cold, so the sky is extra clear? Yeah. That's kind of how it feels right now. You can see the Milky Way. There is no light pollution. The moon is full out, and everything is glistened with a yellow glow all around you. I would say that even in that moment, Odessa thinks the snow is pretty. She will never say that out loud, though. They're like, now that everybody's asleep. (laughs) Uh, She can admire it silently. (laughs) Roll me a perception check there. Uh, these are these are my new diehard dice that I'm going to roll. So I'm waiting to get mine in the mail. Oh, I'm so excited. Don't let me down. Totally missed the Slytherin colored ones. <gasps> I'm very upset. I almost I was gonna buy them. Oh my god! Mm. I know I'm a Slytherin too. I feel you. I am too. Wow. <laughs> there are so I many Slytherins in this podcast. What the hell? Yep. A Ravenclaw over here. Slytherclaw. Angel. I'm a Slytherclaw. So. Oh, right Ravenclaws. On. Yeah. What's your secondary, Angel? There's like a secondary one? More cl- Ravenclaw. Oh, I'm going to send you the quiz. Oh, then, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll figure that what, out later. What'd you get there? Okay. Okay, sorry. Hero Lab froze super hard, and it just finally loaded my skills up. Okay, so that is 24. You actually see a, a winter rabbit run across the field. You do perceive that. Abraxas wakes up and starts chasing it. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> in, in fact, the night is so clear and the, the moon is so bright. After a while, your perception, you start to pick up all the wildlife out in the forest moving around that moves around at night. And it's really beautiful. None of it's dangerous. You don't perceive danger. It's just it's just beautiful. You see an owl here and you see a little rabbit run across there. You see a couple ravens flying and you see a crow. Um and you see, at one point, you do see, like, a stag walking through. It is it is very beautiful. But, yeah, the night goes through. Abraxa Manette, I need you to roll me a will save. Okay. Oh. oh. <laughs> at least I get one asleep. I mean, do I even have to tell you anything? It's a natural 19. You're good. <laughs> Damn, you guys and your great saves. You guys are both fine. And then I think around four or five... Odessa comes in and wakes you up, Manette, and you go outside. Manette, you get to enjoy the sun coming up. In fact, you're faced where the sun is coming up. And so you get to kind of see something similar to uh, Odessa, where you see all this wildlife out in the forest. I think it actually probably has you drooling a little bit, as opposed to maybe Uh Odessa's more of like, oh, it's so beautiful out. I think Manette's like food. There's food everywhere. (laughs) I think she's just praying to keep her mind off of it. Just prayers, 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 prayers. Especially with the rising sun in front of her, that's the optimal time to pray to Kepri, because he represents the rising sun. And you feel the warmth of the sun coming on you. Question. You think because Abraxas is so fatigued, he would oversleep? Abraxas honestly tries to wake up like a a half an hour to an hour before sunrise. That actually is my first question. Who do you think wakes up first? Uh, It's definitely not Odessa. She loves to sleep. She also worked a late night shift. I mean, aside from me, I'm staying awake after my... Yeah. Uh, Then probably Pippa if Abraxas is 
kind of like out of it. So probably probably Pippa would wake up. I would say Abraxas is in the worst condition of everybody. But you wake up and it's actually kind of chilly in the tent. You look around and you see a small slit cut into the back of the tent. I hate that. What the fuck? Really? And you look around and you see your bags are strewn all <clears throat> over. Like stuff is pulled out of them. And you see basically all kinds of stuff. Fuck? Oh okay. my god. Did we get robbed? Um, Even my, my like, our uh, bags of holding and stuff? Yep. Oh no! This okay. is why he asked about our holy symbols earlier. My holy, you, I mean, we said they're shiesty. readily available, so those would be in our belt pouches mm. if they're readily available. I would say maybe yours is, but I would say everybody else's is probably off for the night because they're sleeping. Because you don't wear uh, your belt to bed. Yeah, I mean, I put mine on when I wake up, though, so mine would be. On. Yeah, yeah. So <gasps> okay, so I guess what got stolen. So a couple things happen. Uh, the first thing is when you look around and see all the bags and stuff, you start to take stock. The first thing you notice is all the rations, including the wild boar that that Nadia got the night before, have been putrefied. I will throw this laptop across the room. Oh my God. I am making a face that I can't describe. I hate you. <laughs> You're dumb and stupid. <laughs> I I second what Abby said. That was very eloquently put. Thank you. And Abby. then you notice a few other things are missing. The bracers with the engraved dragons are gone. Messed no. Up. Uh, four bars of silver, five platinum pieces, and two hundred gold are all gone. I hate this game. I quit. I'm done. This is the end of the podcast, guys. Bye. Rage quit. We still have lots of money. We still have lots of stuff. We still have yep. lots of stuff. Abby's mad about the dragon bracers. I'm mad about the dragon bracers. She doesn't care about the money. <laughs> you guys just let me know when Abraxas wakes up. We were going to sell those. You weren't going to be able to wear them. You're tiny. Whatever. <laughs> I could figure it out. I think maybe Pippa's loudness probably wakes you up there, Abraxas. Odessa's yeah. still asleep. Yeah, I'm imagining she probably said something along the lines. It was kind of like, what in the pit? Has gone on. You know, Braxis just jumps up. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna slap. Okay, food, breakfast. Yeah, well, good e- luck with that. that boar? I want some of that boar. E- oh god. <laughs> What's up with the faces? Oh my god, what happened? Well, I don't know. What what happened on watch, Manette? I... I didn't hear anything. I don't <gasps> Manette, know. did you eat all the sandwiches? No, God, I, I'm still just as cursed as you. What do you, do you think I would do something like that? Me? No. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm sorry. It's my, <laughs> it's my stomach talking. I'm a sniff around. But, but Odessa, we have we've been robbed. What? Uh, and our food's gotten spoiled. Oh, spoiled food I can fix. <sighs> something horrible came in here. And even I it, couldn't sense it. And Manette just starts crying. Because <laughs> she's oh so no. out of it. She's like so out of it. <laughs> Pippa like hugs her leg. Like, it's alright. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like we'll get Odessa, to the bottom of it. half asleep, just kind of like grabs her blanket and doesn't know what to do. And so she just like lays down on you and pulls the blanket over her head and is like, Aww. I'm hoping just shh. <laughs> we'll go We'll go hunting soon. It's gonna be okay. It'll be fine. Uh, We're fine. Everything's fine. Jim, tell everybody it's fine. Jim squeaks. Uh. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm gonna start chanting over the the rotten food. I'm casting purified food and drink. It says this spell makes spoiled, rotten, disease, poisonous, and otherwise contaminated food and water pure and suitable for eating and drinking. Ah, uh, get wrecked, Dustin. <laughs> Unless it's ah. immune from it. So Abraxas does his magic and the food slowly begins to normalize and become a whole again, including the giant boar outside that was in the ice. Oh, thank God. Oh, I'm certain we're both slamming our faces into it already. <laughs> oh, yeah, hold on. Here's my holy artist. Slam. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so hungry. I don't know how much I can withstand it. Manette, that? Hey, Manette. Have some of this. Nadia gets together a giant fire, and the first thing Wait. she does is she starts stripping off bacon slices. Oh, so I none of us you, are going to even try to investigate, like, who took our food? 
I think we're too hungry to even care. Yeah. I'm thing about giving... to wife Nadia. Because... <laughs> Baba Yaga could come down and sit next to us because she wants to share breakfast. And Brax would be like, I don't fucking care. I'm going to eat. He wants to have that little food belly where you can't move anymore. That's right. I think right. that's the end of the scene is like right. Manette and Abraxas laying in the snow <laughs> with bellies twice the size of their heads. <laughs> oh, he's, he doesn't even care. He he. It's not like he uses uh, gentlemen uh, P's and Q's, you know, which fork is which anyway. <laughs> but now all of that is off. It's full on dig in like a beast. So what Nadia does is she takes some pieces of the meat that is raw that she wouldn't cook and gives those to Abraxas so he can at least stay this summer. And all of everybody else, he, she cooks, starts cooking the meat and getting it all ready. Uh, she gives you all a little ration too, uh, some rations just to kind of get that hunger taken care of. All of us on our hands and knees by the fire just smelling, like oh waiting yes, with like our with noses. faces as close to the flames as possible. I'm licking my fingers after I've already finished this. Uh, or and Jolie go up to Nadia and go, Mom, they scare me. Tough. Shut up. No, I'm just kidding. Shut up, kids. <laughs> you don't even know what you don't even know. like. <laughs> so after six days of starvation, you guys finally have access to food again. And I think Nadia kind of realized one of the other reasons she pushed you guys so long yesterday is so that you could actually spend part of this day just gorging and just kind of relaxing and gaining your strength back. Probably about, I would say, midday, uh, she starts to break down camp. You break down camp and you start moving forward finally. Once again, for the most part, you remain unmolested. Every once in a while, you run into some hazardous terrain or you might see some creatures that could potentially be dangerous in the background, but they're not coming near you. They're staying away. The skies are clear, although you do see a storm that seems to meandering your way, but it doesn't look like it's going to be there for a while. So much like yesterday, Nadia moves ahead a little bit to find a place to camp, scout something out. When you guys arrive, she sends Orm out to find some firewood and she ventures off to hunt for her food. A couple hours pass by and she brings back a dire weasel for the meal. Mm. Nice, nice. Okay, yeah. And anything will do now that we can eat. She comes up to Braxis and she's like, why, why, why hasn't Orm started the fire? Oh no. And you guys look around and Orm is nowhere to be found. <gasps> So oh. we were watching the kid. I, we she sent Rax? him away all on her own. We had nothing to do with that. I take no responsibility uh-huh. here. Yeah, no, no. She's she's just worried because Orm hasn't come back. Can I um, smell him? I'll go find him. Oh, yeah. I just totally go wolf form and sniff him out. She gets very freaked out. You got to remember, she's lost a daughter. She's lost a husband. And so she really does ask, you know, let's, let's go. Can we go find Orm? Oh, of course. I'm pretty sure we're all of following. Course. We're all mm-hmm. following. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, absolutely. R- r- roll me a survival check there, Abraxas. Will do. Uh, 16 plus 14 for a total of 30. So what I do. You climb up a little hill and below there you see Orm with three white furred canines cornering Orm oh in the corner. They have piercing blue eyes excluding lust for the meal then slowly darting their tongues across their sharp ivory teeth. You all notice that they look startlingly familiar to Abraxas and Wolf form as they are winter wolves. What makes this weird, though, is Orm is standing up against them proudly. He does not exude fear at all. In fact, he appears to be barking at them. Whoa. It is the barking that's actually keeping them from, like, just going right after him. Roll for initiative. Damn, what a good boy. Okay. Manette, what's your uh, initiative? 22. Uh, Abraxas? I got a 20. Adessa, what'd you roll? Uh, That is 26. Nadia rolled an 11, and Pippa, what'd you roll? A non-shameful 19. Oh. Nice. Hey. For once. Thank you. Adessa, oh. you are up. All right. Um, I think Adessa would hold an action. She would pull out her gun and load it and get it ready. And she would wait if the wolves attack her. She'll or anyone else in the party. She'll shoot, but I think she would want to defer to Abraxas in case he wants to try to talk to them. Okay. So I'm basically going to hold my action, see what Abraxas decides to do, and if he attacks, a decibel attack. Okay, Manette, it is your turn. Manette is going to use her special magic snowshoes to run forward and jump in front of Orin to make sure that he is not going to be attacked at all. Good move. Yeah. 
Abraxas, it is your turn. Abraxas is, I think his hair is going to bristle and he's going to show a lot of teeth. He is very in an aggressive, aggressive posture and is going to rush down. I know he can't attack, but he's going to be kind of growling and snapping, getting the, the closest wolves' attention, but definitely showing the party that he is in aggressive stance and is not going to engage in conversation. Okay, so Odessa is going to attack them then. Okay. <laughs> She's going to attack Wolfie Center 21 against touch. That is a definite hit. Go ahead and roll your damage. Um, and she is going to use one of her silver bullets. Okay. Best to be safe. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. good choice. Um, and that is a 10. You hear a yelp in pain, which kind of shocks the other two wolves. A lot of things have happened in the six seconds. Is all of a sudden, this monstrous woman shows up in front of them. <laughs> another wolf shows up behind them. And all of a sudden, the dog in the middle just takes a massive, like, yelping pain. And they don't even know what's going on yet. Uh, and that ends... That ends your turn there, Odessa. And Pippa, it is your turn. Yeah, she's going to flare one of the wolves. She's going to flare the kind of center wolf okay. right in front of Manette. So you get a DC 14 fortitude save. Uh, passed. Damn it. Well, that's it. That's all I got. Okay. It is Nadia's turn. Nadia's going all big mother, and she takes aim at the center wolf that has been most damaged, and she, she knocks back an arrow with her composite longbow and fires. Critical threat. That is a confirmation. Can I get a uh, critical threat there, Abraxas? Piercing javelin catcher, double damage, and one die six bleed if from ranged attack. Okay, this is going to be a lot of damage here. (laughs) Nadia, I love you. Wifey. Mama Bear is mad. She does six points of damage, and I'm not even going to roll the bleed damage because the arrow goes right through into the side of the wolf into the heart and just drops to the ground and kills off the first wolf of the group and it is now the wolf that is being flanked by both of you he's gonna move into the position of where his buddy just died the wolf goes after manette and it hits and let's see so a couple things happen. First off, oh you God. take your normal damage. I hate it when he says a couple things happen. It's going to trip you. It's fine. Yeah, fine. You take five points of normal damage. You take six points of cold damage. <laughs> Whatever. And there's one special ability that this thing gets, which is a trip. Yep. And so Manette would have seen this move. Abraxas uses it all the time. So she knows it's coming. Does a 24 hit your CMD? It does. Okay, so you all are watching this wolf just viciously go into Manette, and then you see her just fall straight down oh, yeah. as she has been tripped. Oh, Abraxas knew it was coming. It was like, shit. The other wolf takes this as an opportunity to go after Orm. So Abraxas sees the wolf kind of being menacing towards Orm, and he gets a flashback of the kid that he bit a long time ago. So he gets like an extra oh, surge of energy. So I'm going to use my hero point to leap forward in front of Orem and snarl menacingly at the winter wolf. Basically, I'm the growl, come at me, bro. As you do that, then the wolf changes its, its action towards you. And let's see. And it misses. He bites into your fur and it just like kind of hits into nothing. Like it just bites fur. Weak. I communicate using wolfy language. Odessa, you are up. So Odessa, seeing that that silver bullet worked Good last time. She's going to take a 10-foot step forward, and she's going to shoot at the wolf that tripped Manette. <clears throat> All right, that's a natural 19, which means 26 against touch. That is definitely a hit. And that is 11 points of damage. That wolf, much like the last one, it yelps out in pain as a bullet shoots through its hind leg, but it is still up and it is still biting. Hate that. It's its turn. Manette, it is yours. Manette is going to take the negative that comes from being on the ground and stab her spear at the wolf directly in front of her, the one that tripped her. Okay. Woohoo! All right, so that's a natural 19. 
which I believe is going to hit. 28, a little less than a 28. You definitely hit. I I think you actually hit with a 19, so. All right. So nine points of damage on Wolfie in front of me. Okay. Uh, And you see that Wolfie drop to the ground. Yeah. Damn. It it is dead. And Abraxas had his turn already. It is now Pippa's. Hooray! Mm. So now that I can do just all bad, I'm just gonna, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna magic missile the stupid. Oh, nice! That's kind of that's what I that's what I got right now. I suspect so. It just happens. It just happens, and it I only works. have one missile because I'm still in like level two sorcerer hell. <laughs> So, and it does two points of damage. About that. Two points. Because so Pippa just brings one hand back and just does an angry, like sweeping motion toward the wolves and these like jets of rainbow slick light. One just go careening towards the wolf. Hit him. Two points. When it goes into him, and it kind of explodes, like shatters, and he he definitely hurts. So good job there, Pippa. Woo. I love a slap backhand cast. That's. <laughs> I was looking forward to that. It's like magic Backhanded. missile time. Magic missile time. It is Nadia's turn and she is done with this fight. So she moves over 15 feet. She notches another arrow and pulls back slowly and completely focuses in on the wolf. What you guys don't realize is she has a favorite enemy and her favorite enemy are animals. This wolf is definitely an animal. So she pulls her bow back. She hits dead on she does max damage. She does eight points of damage to this wolf. Doesn't it is looking pretty bloodied at this point. And that ends her turn. Good job, Nadia. You did it. The wolf is freaked out at this point. It just wanted its meal and is not going to put up with this shit and just full withdraws, which for it is a hundred feet. Wow. So it is off the map. And runs away. As soon as the wolf runs off, uh, Nadia runs up and hugs Orem. And Manette, you notice in Orem's hand, is that Sanet token from when you were playing that game. Oh. What's weird is the magic should have fallen away by now. So maybe it was more of a placebo effect because hmm. he knew that it was supposed to make you fearless. And that's what he was doing. So that very much saved his life. Uh, because if he wouldn't have freaked out the wolves by barking at them, they would have just torn right into him. Manette, you oh, saved oh, him. Yeah, you did. That's awesome. I'm going to mark the trees in this area saying this is my spot, my territory. Back Hell off. Yeah, he's, he's on yeah, some trees. All over. <laughs> and Nadia turns to all of you. I try not to have them cause trouble for you all. I'm so sorry. Oh my um, god, stop apologizing for things all the time. Nadia, it's fine. You literally caught us a boar when we were all going to eat each other, and you fed us, and you've been so kind. It's literally the least we could do. Calm down. Um, I mean, <laughs> you know, what she said. <laughs> we're so glad he's okay. Yeah, also that. Well, Braxis is gonna change into man form quick and, uh, do a little prayer over the bodies. They're going to feed the ground, or their bodies are going to feed uh, scavengers, so they're going to be reabsorbed into part of nature. Basically, he respects that they were probably just trying to eat. He also knows winter wolves are punks of the wolf world. They're the ne'er-do-wells. So uh, it's kind of... Punks. He gives them like a little nod of respect, but also, i got my eye on you, on you folks. <laughs> so you guys start to head back. I mean, this isn't far from camp. It's probably a good like quarter mile away from camp. Nadia keeps her kids much closer to her that night. Uh, she does not I let bet. them go far. Uh, and every time they start to wander a little farther away, she's like, Orm, over here now. So you guys probably head to bed. You work out your, you know, who's, who's going to be watching on watch and when and stuff. Uh, you wake up in the morning you start to break down camp and get ready to head on. Start walking down the trail and... All right. Uh, normally when we're walking, I think Abraxas goes back and forth between... Or normally, like, in their travels, wolf to man. That way he's either giving Pippa a ride or conversing. Um, and I know he's still trying to uh, get Jess 
to be wilderness gals. So pointing out, oh, look at, <laughs> check out this root or <laughs> you see it. this. So he's always kind of imparting that. And I think on the walk back, he'll uh, take a few moments in his um, uh, winter wolves are dangerous there. Manette, I think of you would have taken the time. Not that it was you did anything wrong. You, I wouldn't be surprised if you would have smelled the evil coming from them. They work for the witches here. They, I'm sure, s- snatch babes out of their cribs and force the rules of the witches. But for the most part, uh, it'd be best to attack first and I'm glad one got away still uh, a part of me. These are, I guess, cousins is a, is a, a decent word, but uh, we're a pack. And as packs, this is, we're in enemy territory, but we've got to take care of each other. So we got to protect our pack. And even if that means coming across an enemy pack. So I, and Odessa, I, I saw that you hesitated and I, I appreciate that. I'm sure we'll have some friendly wolves or wolves that are just trying to eat. But uh, that meant a lot. Thank you. Of course. I just, you know so much more about this than we do. And I figured if anyone was going to talk sense into them into not eating one of us, it would be you. So sorry it didn't work out that way. Uh, I was going to engage them, but uh, no, the... uh, Sometimes it's best just just go in for the neck quick uh, to show to show dominance. <laughs> so, as you guys are walking forward, what what you guys probably didn't notice while you were talking there, Braxis, is the you're starting to journey into a more heavily wooden area. As you do, you see a rough wooden cabin that stands just inside of the woods. There is no signs of activity outside the cabin, but smoke rises from the chimney. I think as you guys start to get near it, because the trail kind of goes by it, you see a strikingly beautiful red-haired woman in a hooded coat come out of the cabin, waving you down. She looks like... Uh, let me send you guys a picture. Oh my god, it's that one bitch. It's like kind of a rut-row situation, huh? No, remember from earlier when... Uh... Oh. Yep, there she is. Oh. In... She's not the woman that I did in that little cutaway. Oh, okay. I don't know. There are lots of redheaded women in this area, in this <laughs> land, just so you know. <laughs> like, she looks like a okay, mean so Merida. Okay, so this is just a redheaded woman, not hair. the redheaded yeah. Red, long, wavy red hair, past her shoulders. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I, I'm glad you're here. I could really use your help. My husband's ta- been taken. I look towards Manette. <laughs> He's become so jaded and suspicious. <laughs> Manette is... Is she evil? <laughs> Manette is smelling wait, evil. Wait, wait. One second. I got to bring something up. Oh, you got to see how it's going to block her sense. Right. See, he started doing that with my nose. So now that he knows you have access to detect evil, you're going to notice a lot of, oh, it doesn't work for whatever reason. Yeah, and she's also going to sense motive versus, I mean, it's The Fantastic general... Worlds podcast oh is a fantastic pod so production. Really? <laughs> I would like to thank Amy Akinson for writing fuck? our really? wonderful theme like song. Now? Well, Sirenscape for use of the sound Jesus effects and music. That was a really short way for the wonderful Rain of Winter Adventure Path. Right. It's because she sense evil. <laughs> it's because she smells we'll like a fiendish later. demon. It's literally, demon hold on one second, I need to pull something up. Never mind. This is how we end the episode. Literally, that's how we pull up Mm-hmm. Until next week, I'm Dustin Alexander. You can reach me on Twitter uh, or Instagram at, at Dustin Alexander. I'm Abby. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bonanza Famine. Uh, this is Angel Espinoza. You can reach me at Espinoza916 on Twitter and Instagram. This is Kay. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at She's Lady Macbeth. <laughs> this is Jess. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hank the Clank. Please remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Follow us and share on social media. If you do share, use the hashtag World's Traveler so we can thank you for your spreading the word. Your support makes a huge difference. Also, you can follow us on Twitch at Fantastic Worlds Pod. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I hope you have many fantastic adventures.
Here's the question of the day. Is Abraxas going to eat these wolves? Um, no. Gross. My dog is going to start Animalism. Any second now. He hasn't eaten humans yet, so it's like... Humans is all right to eat, but wolves? I mean, you have That's yet, gross. Though. You've been, like, saying no to all the humans. You're like... Well, that, I think that's more out of respect to the group. Yeah. Mm. Minette encourages you to do it, so... You, you know what's funny? <laughs> now that I watch Beauty and the Beast and there's a scene where the wolves are chasing them, I'm like, oh, those wolves are probably really hungry. Go wolves, go! But then I'm I also conflicted because I'm like, oh, no, Belle. I know. I'm like, mm, I mean, wolves got to do what a wolves got to do. I did, I did not hurt anyone, thankfully. Hey, hey, hey.